0: Guns Supercoach Guns and Supercoach Guns and Adriannosaurus. you heard the song. That is not for an actual player. That is for myself, Adrian. Thanks for joining us, guys. Super Coach Guns and Adrianasaurus. My trades this week were Shadab Khan and Daniel Sams, who absolutely shit the bed and what what are the chances? So, look, if you're listening to the show, whatever I'm saying my trades are going to be this week, do not do them because they'll probably score under 20 between them, like uh, this week with uh, Dan Sams and Shadab Khan. Nathan from Supercoach Guns, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh, it was just, it was a weird week. It was an incredibly weird week. You had your top four captaincy options with Matthew Short, Daniel Sam, Shadab Khan, and Jai Richardson, right? And Akilah Sainz. So we'll go top five. Yeah. None of them scored above 35 points. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. In fact, all of them combined scored less than Nathan (laughs) McSweeney. Like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It was a crazy round and really low scoring round. I have Matt Short as the captain, but my trade-ins of Shadab Khan, 12 points, and Dan Sam's one single solitary point. Um, I just felt so cursed. Um, I ended up winning like eight of my 10 head to head, so it was across the board that most people did poorly. I finished with a uh, 574, which is not great, and I actually went down another 25 spots on the ladder. Um, I mean, 254th, it's not great, you know, but I, I thought that it could have been worse. Um, luckily, I had loops set up on the bench in Stoin, who did well, and Hales. The only problem was I was using um, Brown as my loop and he got picked. in He probably would be better off just keeping him and playing him. Um, but I had to do a little bit of a quick, I changed, I had to update trades and I got rid of um, uh, James Vince or, or, and I ended up keeping Swepson again. Um, and I brought in um, Josh Ken cause I had to do something to get a player in who was a non-player. Josh Ken's not the worst one either. Cause he's dual, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I managed to get those two tons. And if I didn't get that, I would have been absolutely wretched in scores. How about you?
1: Um, pretty similar. I got 581, and that was thanks to Hales and Stonis. Um But, you know, well, what if, I came 18,000 for a round, right? Huh? I still went up seven spots. Yeah. Yeah, like, I can't, I can't crack it sometimes. I just don't figure it. I can't. Get my head around it. How do you go up having a score outside of the top 18,000 is beyond me? But I did. And we've gone up uh, 160th overall now. Um, and, well, I guess this week is all about either shaping up for the double or bringing in your two cash counts, which we'll get you later.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably you're, you're going up as a result of people behind you scoring well so they didn't quite catch up to you and people above you doing worse. Um, Yeah, so look, I'm in the 250. I'm still in pretty good shape. Um, You know, I'm I'm liking the look of the squad as well. Um, Look, um, the highs were obviously those two tons for me in a very low scoring round. I got to, I set up the benches, um, the bench loops well. And this week, you know, the person that I pulled out um, of my starting lineup when I because I, I had a feeling that Kerr was going to be rested. As soon as I found out he wasn't, the moving Vince thing allowed me to bring um Kerr up to bat. And then I put him on field instead of Munro. I was like, well, Munro um never does well two in a row. Um, so I, I took him out and 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 um Kerr went well. Um so there was a couple of little good strings I pulled this week. The trade-ins obviously were my low lights um in Sam's and Shadab. Look, Shadab was a real impulse one because I really wanted him. I, you said to me on the podcast that you thought I should go Maddie Wade. I didn't. I should have gone Maddie Wade, uh, but I didn't because I was like, well, I've wanted to have Shadab in my team. I'm just going to make it a bit of a luxury fun pick, and he sucked, and now he's going to be going out of the – he's got one more game, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, one more game. Um
0: yeah, High, B, high B, Um, you know, but Matty Wade was probably the right trade. So that's probably my downside, um, really, and obviously the captain choice. I went in f- with Matt Short. I put the VC on, um, oh, who did I put it on? Shadow. I put it on someone uh, in the game before that. And, and look, so it wasn't, I didn't get everything right, you know, but I, I didn't suffer too much on the ladder, which I can live with. What about you? The highlight was obviously those tons as well.
1: Who was yeah. your captain? Um. Matthew Shaw, yeah, (laughs) we pretty much did everything the same, and uh, it just did not go well. Here we go. Highlights. Well, I had Hales and I had Stoyner, so that was really good. Um, And then, I mean, I was pretty happy with how Josh Inglis went and Hayden Kerr. I mean, both churning out mid seventies. That's really good to see. Uh, But the low light was the other three quarters of the team. Mm. You know. You've got Sean Abbott, 38's not a low line but they can. Shannab Khan scoring 12, Daniel Sam's 1, and Kielitsen 32, and Jai Richardson 28. I think they take up around ha- almost half of my salary cap. Yeah.
0: I'm making sure captain. Yeah, crazy um, that so many big guns, you know, failed. It was a single round too, so, um, you know, you're different players that you might have had than other people. You know, some people who had some odd um, picks. Like last week we discussed, um, I said, mate if you had a under a if you had like under hundred K left, get Ellis. He's about I reckon he's juicy and ready to go. Four wickets. Some people took a punt on him, you know, and well done to you. Look, Nathan McSweeney. Um you know that's crazy. 129. We know that jo- Brown was awesome as well. The Heat scored an enormous score. Um, the people who would have gone in with him, they're the ones that are shooting up the ladder. That went to McSweeney. Matthew Wade was the next top scorer of the, and and I should have gone him instead of Shadab Full longevity of comp. You know, because he's going to be here for the rest of the tournament. Hales fired. Um, Doggett. Davies, you know, stoyness is one that everyone would have probably had. Nisa was good again this week. Um, Alice, as we pe- pointed out last week, you know, Jordan Silk, where's Agar, Adam Hose. I mean, there was unexpected top scores, big scores in there, probably apart from a couple of names. Uh, so it was a weird round. It just was a weird round. Um, and if you managed to save yourself from dropping a bunch on the ladder, I think you've done well. Yeah. Um, Now, let's talk about um, players now that are finished up. I know that some players are finished up and some are imminently going to finish up in the BBL. Faf and
1: Lith are done. Is that correct? I think they've got one more game. One more game. Well, on on on
0: on the coverage, Faf was like, this is my last game.
1: Oh, okay. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I think Faf and Lith are done. And I think that the likes of Usain, um, Shadab and and such have got one more. Is 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 what I think. Um now you just gotta keep an eye on that. Um, because they're all going to di- to tournaments, aren't they? Different. I think Faf's going over to the South African one. That's why he's got to finish up, and then there's the UAE ones, uh, where they get an extra round, I think, as well.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking for um, updates on that. Um, Yeah, so you've also got Jimmy Neesham who's finished up.
0: Yep, Jimmy Neesham's finished up. And then that's
1: Ashraf come in, um, which is good. He's tempting. 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 I think you want him for the double. Definitely want him for the double. He's 105 and he'll have a solid role for the double. I don't know what it'll be, but he'll be bowling his four overs comfortably.
0: Well you'll have you to, that much. You'll have to hear Ado's trades soon.
1: It it doesn't sound like he's in the ODI squad if he's come over. Because like what, what would be the point in coming down under for a game and then leaving again? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would I oh. I think he's I think he's here now. I think yeah. um and I think that Faff and Lith are done. Um I I don't think off the top of my head that anyone else is completely done, but there's one more game for, you know, the ones mentioned. Um, We've just got to maybe just go get on the Honeyball BBL on on the socials. They'll probably keep us up to date at some stage today. Who's gone now officially and when um, other people are due to go. Um, Let's go through um, the round that was and we'll pick a, you know, a highlight and anything to monitor in the um, games it was a bit of a smelly old round, so it's probably going to be hard for us to find anything. Um, let's go and have a look at the first game of last round. It was the Sydney Thunder versus the Hobart Hurricanes. Um, look, I think that the highlight for me was probably Hales. Uh, you know, I, um, you know, I, I said I'm going to keep Hales. I know a lot of people sold him, but he's just the perfect sort of bench loop. Um, he's not going to be in the comp all season as well. He's going to go off as well to the UAE, isn't he? Ah, uh,
1: yeah, yes. I think he leaves round eight though. And I've mm. just looked at Honeyball's website. Uh, according to them, the last game for FAF is January the fourth. As and um, Adam Lyfe plays his last game in January the seventh because they're going to different comps.
2: Hmm. All so,
1: right. Yeah. Well,
0: interesting to know. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so Hales finishes up, should be finishing up around the same time as Adam Lith, because they're both going to the UAE comp. So I think if you're looking at around round eight for those guys in the UAE comp, um, Honeyball have uh, the availability calendar pinned on their uh, Twitter profile. So you check that out for sure. Yeah. And you'll get all your information there.
0: Yep. Um, So highlight for me, Hales, obviously, I thought he was the perfect bench loop. The low point for me was definitely, well, I mean, look, Shadab Khan was a fresh trade-in. So was dead Sam's. So I was feeling pretty down on myself when I saw those two, Um, you know, and it's really disappointing. Look, I I reckon you want Sam's, regardless of the one, I reckon you want him for the rest of the year. It's just not like him to usually to to do as bad as that. Um, And I think that I'm probably long-term not going to regret bringing him in. Shadow, I'm gonna have him. I'm gonna still hold him this week, I guess, for one more game to get try to get something back out of it. Um, but it was a mistake, and I should have gone Maddie Wade, who finished in this game on 112. Ones to monitor were those two players, I think, that are very alluring from um, the Hobart Hurricanes in Maddie Wade and Nathan Ellis. Ellis is still very affordable. Um, and I really think that he's somebody that you should just grab now. I, I reckon because he he's first game up this week, provided that we should mention that there's a bit of weather around actually. Um, there's supposed to be some sort of, well, it's hurricane. It is going down to Belle Reve for the hurricanes game. Um, they reckon it's flash flooding and 80 mils. Apparently it's in the afternoon. So you, you know, if you're planning on bringing in players for that first game, be very wary and keep on top of the weather. Sometimes, the weather can put an absolute kibosh in your whole supercoach season. If you're not across it and you've got a whole bunch of players and the game gets washed out. Um, so have a look at the weather today. There is some nasty weather um, headed for Tasmania and, and Bell Reve mm. afternoon. And, and you've got to keep tabs on it. Cause I'm looking at bringing in three hurricanes. So if, um, the weather looks bad. You've got to have a, another plan um, of attack. Also, the Brisbane Heat and Sydney Sixers game is looking pretty dire for weather as well on Wednesday. So, um, yeah. potentially, game one. If game one looks like it's going ahead, get as many Hurricanes, slash, um, who are they playing? That strikers, uh, strikers, yeah, those scores on the board. Because if you might have to pull out, you might have to. If your loop works, you might have to pull out potentially a sixer or a um, heat player if their game looks like it's bad. Or you might have to update trades. You may have to use a boost. But anyway, those are my players mm-hmm. to watch. Anything for you in there? Highlights, lowlights, and watches.
1: Yeah, uh, just on the weather quickly before we I go into that. We're looking at around seven o'clock. You've got a 40% chance of showers, but then, you know, you're at roughly, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. If there's a rain between five and seven, it looks mm.
2: like,
1: mm. Uh, but it's going to be clear afterwards. So you should get a game on, but it could be slightly delayed, I think, just yep. from interpreting this, unless something changes. Yeah. So now I would do no. trades as usual.
0: Yeah, just to trade as usual, but have a look. like you're like, all right, well, if it, the weather is looking shite, um, what a, what's going to be my plan of attack? I think that's wise. So uh, anyone in that first game um, stuck yeah.
1: out to you? Okay, so same as you, um, Alex Hales, that was great to see, good stuff. Um, did need that this week, really did. Yeah. Mm. Um, Low lights for me, well, isn't it obvious? I uh, vice captain Shadab Khan for 12. Um, and I had Daniel Sam's for one. Uh, he only bowled one over for 20 runs, so I, I think they were just like, All right, uh, this ground's too small for your bowling list, you're gonna abandon that. Um, and he failed with the bat on a dead set road, which was yeah. very disappointing. Yeah, after the game, um, or tell
0: you what, it was disappointing.
1: Yeah, uh, Matthew Jukes did well. He looked really good with the bat yeah. um, in, until he nicked off. That was a bit disappointing. I was hoping for a really big cash rise there, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, I think if you had a, if you'd traded in Patty Dooley ahead of the double, you would have been very disappointed. I did say last week the teams might start to figure him out, mm. and I'm feeling pretty good because he only got a couple of overs, and uh, he, he wasn't great. He kept dropping it a bit too short. Mm. Got rattled a bit by
0: Jukes and Hales. Uh, just, I mean, when I was like, "Oh, am I thinking of going between, um, you know, Maddie Wade or Shadow Khan?" You're like, "I'd probably go um, Maddie Wade," and I'm like, "If I'd only listened, it's like extra hundred points." And I'm a, I'm a stubborn <laughs> thing. I'm like, "No, I haven't had Shadab. I want him." Uh but yeah, mm. should have gone Maddie Wade. Um, moving on to the next game, it was. The Adelaide Strikers up against the Melbourne Stars, a much-needed win for those stars. Um, the highlight for me was probably Marcus Stoinis. The Stoin, the Hulk, is back. Um, look, I had him on the bench as a loop. I have no confidence in Stoin, but it was nice to see him do well. Um you know, it was good to see. Um, I guess um the low light for me was Matt Short. He was my vice actually. I vice Matt Short. Who did I captain? I I have to have a look. I vice Matt Short um for nineteen and he is human, isn't he? Um, unfortunately, no good for him.
1: Yeah, no, that was that was disappointing. I, ah, oh, I thought against the Melbourne Stars for sure he could if he just swore off Tread Bolt and Luke Wood clean up and I thought that he could easily take a couple of wickets early on. I was like, this is the perfect captaincy option. This is the perfect round to captain Matthew Shaw. Sure. And sure enough, he goes out and scores 19 points, yeah. which was, yeah, that was not yeah. good.
0: Disappointing. Um, Look, no one really to watch for me in there. Um, You know, well, I'm not interested in too many stars um, or, or um, strikers at the moment, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, not for me either. Um Wes Agar keeps humming along as a as a megapod. Mm. But I don't think I'll go anywhere near him when there's no is there a, do they have a double round nine? If they have a double round nine, I'd look I don't think they do. I think it's a bit later than that. Mm. Oh, they do have a double round nine. Well, yeah. there you go. Just revealed my trade plan. Um <laughs> Get, a Get a Wes Agar. Get a Where's Agar, eh? Needs your megapod right there. Yeah, well I guess um, I
0: mean I guess he's somebody to watch. But also um the test players are gonna come back in for that double. So you got um head and carry. I'll be all over head in the form he's Oh been. for sure. Head and carry um,
1: will be straight in. Yep,
0: yeah, so those are the ones I'm interested in when they come back. Um moving on to the next game. It was the Renegades versus um the Perth Scorchers. Um it wasn't a super game for scoring points. Um oh it looks like you know, uh the low light was Jai Richardson for me. Um, 28 points. Uh wasn't a, you know what it wasn't a game for him, was it? He he still looks like he's got bowling with wheels. He bowled one 150k an hour. Um, I just didn't sort of resonate into wickets. I think you got to pick him no. at Optus.
1: Adoptus is a gun. Was this that? Yeah, no. No, this was a um Marvel Stadium. Marvel, that's so- a- He's good on these pacey wickets, like you put him at the Gabba, uh, you put him, uh, I, I think even Adelaide's on a pacey wicket, but it's a big ground, you know? Mm. So, yeah, Adelaide, the Gabba, and Optus, they, they're these prime grounds for a captaincy option, right? Um, but then he comes along to these spinny, smaller grounds, e.g., Marble, you know, SCG, uh, Showground. That's where he's gonna struggle. Um, like, oh, you know that Junction Oval mm. um, when he when they played Melbourne, he the stars. He only got thirty seven points in that game. Yeah, and in the oh. other games he's played Optus Stadium, I think twice in the double for two hundred and sixty points. Yeah, um, seventy four and one hundred and twelve. So it's very clear that he has had Optus Stadium gun. And would you look at that? He plays at Octus this week. Yeah.
0: He's, he's an Octus stadium captain. gun. Um, look, I was disappointed in scene as well. 32 um, is not the worst score in the world, but, um, you know, you wanted him, you knew you were going to have to trade him soon um, because he's obviously mm. leaving the tournament. You wanted him to go out um, on his good value. Um, it's not good, you know, ideally for him to get 32s. Um, I look, the highlight for me was Inglis. Um, he, he is in a really ripping form. He get, he just gets, he's one a hell of a keeper as well. So usually if he's going to get points from those two things, especially with that bowling attack, he's going to get catches. He's going to get stumpings or or runouts, whatever, um, because there's such a good bowling outfit and his batting has been in great form. Um, 77. He is Mr. Reliable. He's averaging over 70 for the whole year. 70, mid seventies having a ripping year.
1: Yeah, no, he's, Definitely a massive beneficiary of that elite bowling attack that they've got. I mean, any time you get to wicket-keep there, Jason Berendorf, Jai Richardson and Andrew Tai, and usually Ashton Agar as well, you're going to get points behind the stumps. You're going to get nicks. You're going to get, you know, in Ashton Agar's case, stumpings. And they tend to bowl for, they bowl first quite a bit, the Scorchers. So, you know, in the final over, when they're trying to seek for a quick single, you can often pick up a cheeky run out there as well. And so his four. Is the highest of any wicking keeper,
2: I think, yep. that
0: there is. Yep. Um, look, poor old Nick Madison looks like he's done an ACL in that game. Oh. Really unfortunate for him. He's um, you know, just you want good luck for Nick Madison, I think. And it just it's an unlucky thing. Finchy was good um at the top of the order there. He'll probably take over as captain. Richo was good. He seems to have you know hit some form, Richo, and fired up a little bit, which was good to see. Will Sutherland. Um, continues on uh, in good form. He got Inglis out there with a nice ball. Um, they're plumbers you'll ever see. It's so funny yeah. that he reviewed it. But um, look,
1: that's the game for me. Yeah, no, I I do feel for that, and that was uh, that was hard to watch. The uh, I'll step back and then just collapse. You know, that was that was uh, devastating, particularly as a former owner of him. I only sold him this round. Mm, lucky. Um, <laughs> I nearly sold – I was contemplating Hales versus Madison and I was like, nah, just sell Madison So, you know, win, I guess. Um, but with Madison going down, they might bring in Sam Harper just so they can have another opening bat, which will mean that Hanscom drops out of the side. So watch that space, particularly when Hanscom couldn't quite get through 20 overs of wicket-keeping, which is not, you know – Oh,
0: it'd be, so, um, it'd be so perfect for Ado
1: if Hanscom dropped yeah. out. Oh, I would I have thought he I thought I think he will, in my opinion. I would have dropped in for Harper to come out and open the batting.
2: Mm, good.
0: Oh, let's hope that bloody well happens. Um, in the next game, it was the Heat versus the Sixers. Wow! How good with the Heat. I mean, <sighs> you know, fuck off excuse the language. Sorry guys. Um, Brian and open with Brown. What an absolute swashbuckler. You know who he reminded me of? Craig um Simmons. That yeah. thirty-six ball hundred. He was absolutely bludgeoning that ball. He's a big lump of a thing. Loved it. He's my new favorite player. <laughs> he
1: was on fire. I just I just sat back in shock. I mean I it was my city sixes as well, so I was, you know, I was I was on the edge, you know, like rocking <laughs> in the corner. I was I was all over the place. But this was impressive to watch. Yeah, you know, to see two guys that you've pretty much putting in here as local replacements come out and score a combined 140 runs against what I would have said is a pretty decent Sydney Sixers attack, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
1: so they've done a ripping job. Um, and they've also butchered all trade plans for this week with their massive negative break-evens as well. So yeah, thank you yeah. to them for that one. Um, I suppose um, highlights for me, I had Hayden Kerr. Uh, mm. That was good. Uh, low light for me. I didn't own anyone that did really low here, uh, but I was a little bit disappointed in Sean Abbott's score. I thought he would have done better against the Brisbane Heat, but, you know, these things happen. And the one to monitor for me, well, it's ones to monitor. It's obviously McSweeney and Brown. Uh, they did rippingly well. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with how they went. And, and yeah, they were know, very good. might own them.
0: McSweeney's been in good form in the lead up to you know Big Bash and it was good to see him go out there and do well. Um, look, I have Munro. I luckily made the choice to get him off onto the bench because um, Munro doesn't fly two in a row. So, yeah, look, um, I was a little disappointed in um, Abbott as well. Hasn't been, a, you know, what's his average now? I think it's the lowest he's had in a number of years, I reckon.
1: Yeah, it's 52.2, like... You know you're a good player when we're talking about a fifty average being disappointing.
0: Mm, he's more like a seventies guy. Um. All right. Well, that's the games as they were. Um. Let's talk about this round four review. We did mention that there's a bit of weather for two games. Um. Look, hopefully, um, game one look is going to go ahead, and you can make your tra- trade plans as per program because obviously the Hurricanes are into the double next round. So I, I imagine that people have probably got some plans for Hurricanes players. Talk me through your trades as they stand now.
1: All right. So, in a very bold and potentially irrational move, I have sold both Thunder opening batsmen. Jilks and Hales are out of here. Yeah. Because I looked at the matchup, Optus Stadium against the Perth Scorchers. Jai Richardson and Jason Berendorf following to these two, I can't see them lasting the power play. So, I got rid of them, um, and I brought in... Uh, Matthew Wade and Nathan Ellis. And I have benched Josh Felipe because he's probably not going to play this week. So there you go. And then I've still got one more trade to do. And I think it's got to get Josh Brown in some, somehow. Um, and it could be at the expense of Tom Rogers, I think.
2: Yeah. Mm, all
0: right. Well, those are, you know, those are interesting trades. I think, look, you can sell Hales, I reckon, because he's only got – his time's running out. He's, he's actually yeah. – Done a good job for you to get himself up to a decent wage. What is he at now? One hundred sixty-seven thousand. Yeah, um, yep. which is good. Um, look for me, and these are real tentative at the moment because I, Ada went very large over New Year's. So I woke up at three p.m. on New Year's Day, um, so I wasn't really the sharpest tool in the shed, and I and I've only started looking at it this morning. But um, look for me, I'm training out a big gun as well. You know, saying um, the value is is huge at one hundred eighty-six thousand. I think he's only got one more game left. I mean, look, I could do Hales or Usain. I think that, you know, Usain's probably more bankable, I guess, for a good score, but I'll have a think about that. But I think it's Usain at this point in time. I'm getting rid of Schwepson, who is absolutely worth nothing, but I can do my trades that I want. I'm getting rid of Schwepson and the money works out. So I might as well just get rid of him now. And I'm selling Munro. Um, Munro's with that 10, it's. it's Going to be heading down, I reckon. Um, he's just too inconsistent. Um, and you know he's worth one hundred forty-four thousand, so I think it's a good it's a good move to get him uh, out of the team. So one good piece and two, well, one shit piece, one medium piece. The the ones I've got coming in is Maddie Wade. It should have been him instead of Shadow last week. I'm bringing him in. He looked good. Um, I'm going to bring in Nathan Ellis. I did flag him as someone that you could get last week at uh, under 100K. He's not too expensive now. He's only 108K. He's gone up 10 grand. Bring him in. Um, Looks sensational in last game. And I am taking a punt right from the outset on Ashraf. Ados brought Ashraf in. The, The money works out for me so perfect. I got 900 bucks left selling those players and bringing in Wade, Ellis, and Ashraf. So, so much hinges on whether the weather's good for me because I'm bringing in three Hurricanes. Um, look, and then I can set them up on the bench, probably whoever I want, either Shadab or, or Wade on the bench as a bench loop, and I'll put um, Ashraf on the bench because I'm not exactly sure what his role's going to be. Um, look, Ellis is a has been bowling wonderfully well as a death bowler, but I kind of feel like Ashraf could be that other death
1: bowler. Yeah, like... Maybe. I do... Yeah, no, I agree. I think he will be the other death bowler with Nathan Ellis. Um, there's a lot to like about uh, Fahim Ashraf. He should bat the top seven. Um, I would be shocked if... Um, let's see, how could they line up? You could have Asif Ali at six, probably, and Fahim Ashraf at seven, I would have gone with. And then you've got Tim David at five. They're probably just... Uh, and then you've got Zach Corley coming in for Shadab Khan at the top of the order to open with uh, Ben Mick. German,
0: and then have Darcy short at four and uh, Matthew Wade at three. Yeah. So look, I'm, I'm just want to, I mean, look, the money worked out perfectly for me. I'm going to skip Brown and McSweeney. I don't reckon that's going to be something that's consistent and I'm mm-hmm. kind of slipping down the ladder. So I want to bring in and sort of, I want to hit next round with bog players. I want bog players for next round. I just want to hit, you know, a team, team a, a, a double with um the Hurricanes and the Sixers. I'm going to hit it hard. Three players who I'm happy to bring in. Well, look, it is a speculative Ashraf, but I think it's a good time to bring in Ellis, and I think Matty Wade was always the one that you probably wanted from um, their lineup, which I should have done last yeah. week. So I'm happy with those trades. Um,
1: um, can I update you on my trades that I've just fixed up now?
0: Okay, go for it.
1: All right. So what I've done is I've gotten rid of two Thunder openers and Akil Hussain. Yeah. I've brought in... I've brought in Nathan Ellis. Yeah. Matthew Wade. Yeah. And AJ Ty. Yeah. I like it. So I've held on to Tom Rogers despite not being a massive fan of him. I guess they're at the MCG and you know, I wanna I wanna to have Tom Rogers bowling to Tom Rogers, which is actually gonna happen. <laughs> so yeah. I want to I want Tom Rogers to get Tom Rogers out.
0: Well, look, I don't mind Ty. I actually regret selling Ty when I did. Um, yeah. I was always like, I'll hold Ty and sell Agar. I think I just pissed off Ty because the money worked. Um, but he's been good,
1: really good. Yeah, oh, yep. I'm thinking I'm just gonna ride with him and uh, yeah, he should be a season keeper for sure. I maybe until the last round when he has a buy, but
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, all right. Well, um, look, I think, yeah, definitely mix sweet if you've got like, um some dead weight in there, like a Schwepson or whatever, and the money works out for you. I think that they're perfectly good to come in. They both look sensational to me. Um, I think that someone like Brown's going to be a bit more hit and miss. Well, I really love the way McSweeney went about his innings. Who would you preference out of those two? Um,
1: first, um, I'd probably preference Josh Brown. I'd rather not pay $90,000 for an A McSweeney, despite the, uh, dual mm. so the dual position. The dual position. Will be useful to you, but I think it's you better off with uh, Josh Brown. Also, when he looks like he was put in there as a as a fill-in for Matt Renshaw, whilst Josh Brown's forced his way in through sort of through good performances ahead of Max Bryant. Yeah. So yeah. there's also that to look into.
0: Yeah. All right, but but I still think they're both good. Um, you know, good options. Um,
1: all right, well, let's go in and have a look
0: at the trade trends and we'll see if there's anything that sort of sticks out to us as odd. Um, we'll kick it off with the trade it out. Um, Akil Hussein is number one on the list. I think um, it makes sense, don't you reckon? Because he's got one more game. Um, the value allows you to do great moves. Look, I mean, my three, three trades this week – getting rid of Munro, getting rid of Swepson and Osain, and I get in three, I think, pretty good people, don't you reckon?
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think you may as well sell high on his money. I think a few people have thought, oh, they've gone now, they're done. They're not. They leave round eight. But you may as well just cash out of them. I get that Akil saying is playing at the MCG. It sounds like a really good matchup, you know? Mm-hmm. But in saying that, I'm also kind of in the you know, on the other side of things that Marcus Stornis, he all he needed was one innings, right? We we saw in the preseason that, you know, without COVID, with a clear mindset, he is sensational. Form, mm. so I, I don't think that Akiel Sainbone in the middle overs to Marcus Dawnis is going to do as well as I would like him to. So I'm going to move him on, get the money out of him, and move that into AJ Ty, who is a solid, you know, 60 plus every game.
0: Yeah, look, uh, he's got 120-something BE. Um, he's only here for another game. I reckon it makes sense. Um, number two on the list yep. is Bajib Um Rahman. Um Uh, 1305 people are getting rid of him. It hasn't quite been the dynamic Majib that we saw for a season, in a way. Um, it's you get rid of him,
1: yeah. No, you do get rid of him. Um, particularly when there's three, he's 3,000 more expensive than Nathan Ellis. You move Majib to Ellis. I would not be shocked if I looked right now and saw that was the most popular one of the more popular trades this season. It's the most popular trade this season. Um,
0: Number three on the list is Dan Sam's. I know it was wow. a one, but he's break even at 74 and he could get that in a game. I mean, if you brought, if you have Sam's,
1: are you moving Sam's on? Or are you just accepting no. one? Or, no, you just, yeah, you're right that game off. I wouldn't even take that into account for the uh, next little while. So it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's aver- he ha- Daniel Sams.
0: yeah. He's averaging 60, you know, and to me, he is, you know, so reliable. This was the down game, and I would be really surprised if you saw anything single digits out of him again. Um, number four on the list is Bo Webster. He's been very good this season, but it's just slowed up a little bit. Um, I think that probably coincides with Stoinis doing really well. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. No, I think – I did see that Bo Webster bowled a couple of overs the other night. Yeah, well, he did. Um, he hasn't been he doing as well with the back. Yeah, no, they did equally as bad as each other with the ball. Um, but I guess Webster could get a wicket, but no, I don't think I could see myself um holding Webster if I was an owner. I think you take your money that you've got out of him, hundred sixty-seven thousand. You know, that's a win. Move him on. You know, do um. I think you could move him on to Matthew Wade yeah. if you had ten thousand extra dollars. Ten thousand extra. That's a perfect trade.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect trade. He's done such a great job. He was I think he's been cheap of the year. Um number yep. five on the list is Aaron Hardy, 127,200. Um, you know, would you be moving him on with um no. Faf and Lith? Yeah, Faf and Lith are about no. to
1: jet out. You've got Agar at yeah, no, destiny. You got you you're looking at Aaron Hardy coming into the top three pretty soon. Mm. They've, they've got faf's last game's coming up, right? Yeah. They're going to move Bancroft to open up. Yep. And they're probably, they'll either put Nick Hobson at three, which is a possibility. And even then it's one round and then Nick Hobson probably has to open the batting. Right. So if you can hold on to, if you, if you're dead set certain that you're going to get Aaron Hardy back after um, they're double, then I think you could probably sell him and bring him back. When's he's double? Let's have a look. Um, here we go. Oh, he a double round nine. That's the perfect time to bring him back. Okay. Yep. Yes, I would sell him. There you go. Answer your question. I would sell <laughs> Aaron Hardy. You know, he's a hundred and twenty seven thousand. Hopefully he has a couple of bad games in uh pretty much just a genuine bowler roll now. And then he drops back down to say a hundred thousand, you know. You bring him in and he's batting in the top three and he might be the sixth bowler, yes, but uh you never know. On some of these slower wickets, which he doesn't play, uh, he doesn't play at Optus in the double the scorches, mm. so there's something in that too. He might be good on these other wickets that aren't at Optus because they might need another bowler.
0: Number six on the list is Luke Wood. Um, you know, he had the ugliest five wicket haul and that sort of jagged his money up, but it has been mm. superb since. I'd move him on.
1: Um, yeah, I think Allen. I, yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, I think I would too. Um, you know, he just seems like a solid contributor. Nothing super fancy, nothing super special. He's just going to put out some solid scores, you know, and just keep going at it. Um, get, him out, to, game last get week. him out
0: to Ellis and, and, uh, yeah. bank yourself 50K.
1: Yep. I think so.
0: Um, number seven on the list is Shadab Khan. It was pretty average last round. It's not a, It's an achievable B. It's not um, enormous. Um, and he's here for one more game. I kind of feel like I have to hold him for one more after I finally brought him in this season and he got a 12. Averaging 70 for the season and then I bring him yeah, in. Yeah, no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't sell him. He, he scores a 12. Good on you, Ado, you bloody idiot. Well, I'll get him for one more game. Um, number eight on the list is Colin Munro. I'm getting him out. We had the good bit just to get his a little injection into the price, and I'm moving him on because he's too inconsistent.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good call, particularly when you've also got to take into account weather as well. They play the Sixes at North yeah. You don't know that there's going to be a game, or probably won't be. Yeah,
0: and if you've got a few sixes pieces, which you obviously do because they're coming up onto a double, if you've got a ton of heat players, you know, you're probably going to be running with not enough numbers. I would expect yeah. number nine on the list is Ashton Agar. makes sense to me. He's off into the yep. test. Um, number 10, Nick Madison, makes sense. He's the poor fellow is not an ACL, so nothing too bizarre on there. I would not be training Dan Sams from for a million bucks because no, he's I, one I, of the I, elite players with a good role in our team, it's not always going to happen for him, but I got him in as a, I want to hold for the rest of the season. And I think if you had him, you've got to have these players who are finishing up in another round. One more round, uh, Hussein Shadab, you know, get rid of them. Um, I think is an ideal. Let's have a look at the trade it in. in. Um, number one on the list is Josh Brown, the big thing who was smacking it everywhere. You like it? 11.9% of players are bringing him in. It was just a big, enormous, um, amazing game from him.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I would like it if he wasn't playing a game that is almost destined to be washed out. I don't think you'd trade him in this round. Mm. I think even if he plays, say, it's a, say they get a cut of game in and it's like a five-over game. He's not even going to make you enough money in that thing. Mm. You know, At most, he scores 20 runs. At yep. most. So, no, I don't think you're trading me.
0: Um, well, on a separate note, I'll just get off topic now for a second. With you, So, you, in your mind, and I've looked at the weather um, report for that Sixers um, heat game, it really looks dire. Do you think that you should just um, make decisions this week, even not loop, if, if it means just, you know, if you can set it up so that you've got – because they're not the last game, the Sixers heat. So, maybe use them as a loop if you've got someone – in the last game that you can bring in. I don't know. But do you think you should just, if you can get bank points from those earlier games and be able to sit your sixes in heat, would you just do that?
1: Yeah. So what I've done is I've got my two um, Hurricanes players as my emergency. And I've got two Scorchers as my NPRs. And so what I'll do is that if the game's on, I will sacrifice both sixes. So I don't think I'm going to play either sixer this week, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I won't just outright bench them because if they get a bad score, I'll still play them if there's a game on and just trust and and see what I can get. Because worst case scenario, they can't get a game on, well, then I still just get their points. But if if both the Hurricanes do well, I'll bring in the two loops and then I'll just have the two sixes sitting on the bench. And then if... Uh, as I said before, if the two hurricanes do badly, um, I'll just hope that the uh, either the Sixers do play and they go out and they do their thing and score whatever, or if they don't play, I still get their points. I still get Matthew Wade and Nathan Ellis's points.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, look for me, I've got Kerr, I've got Abbott, and I've got Phillippe. I've got three Sixers. So yeah, um, you know,
1: oh, I've just outright benched Phillippe this week. I'm just willing really not to play him at all
2: yeah
0: um all right number two on the list is matty wade um he's worth one hundred seventy-four thousand. you tried to tell me to do it last week i didn't do it i got um shadab instead stupidado um 10.2 percent people doing it i think he's a real um target i guess from the hurricanes probably one of their top ones
1: yeah no i agree um he looks sensational. He's been very consistent this season. You know that this is going to be the round where he doesn't do well, but you bring him in anyway and hope that you're wrong. Um, so, yeah, no, I think you do bring him in. You own him. Yeah, you know, he's a bankable player for the double as well. Yep. He's bound for a good game then, so you may as well just hold him. Yep.
0: Um, number three on the list is Nathan McSweeney. 9.4% um, of people do it. We're iffy on whether you should do it with um, the weather around – But, you know, they've got these negative break evens and that's why people are doing it. I don't just, maybe not, you know, 88,000 for McSweeney or you can go the next guy on the list in Nathan Ellis, 108,000. I'd probably be doing that instead personally. Um, Nathan Ellis, we flagged it last week. We could have put, why don't we listen to our own advice? It's just me who doesn't listen to our advice. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, no, I I couldn't bring Ellis in.
0: Ah, oh, should it, you know? Well, I was yeah, it was Wade last week, but I mentioned Ellis. I'm um, number five on the list is Stoitus. He's always on the list. It's like people are rage trading him or and bringing him in again.
1: Yeah, like yeah, I think you do need to own Stoynis though. I mean, that role is incredibly good. Um, you know, you got a guy batting at four, bowling usually around four overs if he's not getting smacked over his head. <laughs> um. Yeah, no. I think he's he's almost the most undervalued player in the game with the role that he has. Yeah, uh, but you watch. You've got to own he, him.
0: If he does shit this week, he'll be on the most sold again next week.
1: Yeah, he will be. Yeah. He's
0: very polarizing. The old story. Number six on the list is Nisa. I sold him last week. Well, I mean, look, Same. Nisa's worth one hundred and sixty thousand. It was a good game from him, though, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, no, he was just good. Um, you just take, you cop that on the chin. You say fair play, dear. Um, I'm not trading him, not trading you in, um, but it's good to see you do well. I mean, you, know, I just, you win some, you lose some.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be trading him in now. Like I just others, you know. Next on the list is Riley Meredith. He was pretty good as well. Um, last round, one hundred thirty-seven thousand nine hundred.
1: Does he fall into the category of a hurricane you're interested in? Yeah, he does. He does. Um, I I would very much bring him in. Uh, next round, I think. Yeah, he's going up a bit in price. Yep. He's hosting a pretty solid batting lineup this week, so I'm I'm going to wait on him. Um, Break-even is
0: minus minus nine. So if he has a good game, he could cost you you know twenty thousand more next week. <laughs> um, pop that on the chin. Yep. <laughs> Number eight on the list is um your bloke Andrew Ty. Um, he's been really good this year. Um, he is one of the, my my regrets. You know, the I regretfully sold. Averaging, um. Nearly seventy, sixty-seven, he's three round averages seventy-nine. So he's been really good in recent times. His scores for the year 131, 38, 89, 64, 84. He's been really good.
1: That consistency is what I die for. That is yeah. sensationally good. Yeah, I mean you have really a four of low 40 score points, Yeah. Far out. You get yeah. get him in. Like he should be in the top three or four trading in this week just patiently consistent.
0: Yeah, worth 188,000 now with a 40 break life. even which is about his average. I reckon you know, he's he's having a good year. Um number 9 on the list is Hayden Kerr. He's been quite consistent as well. Um he's worth 186,000 now. He yeah. scores he started slow with a 17. It's been 86, 104, 57, 132 and a 74. Um, mm, that one thirty
1: two was on the double, but it's still two seventies roughly.
0: Yeah, two seventies. Um yeah. he's they're coming up to the, another double. He if you didn't know him, yeah. he might be getting him in.
1: Yep. Agreed. Um, he he seems like a guy that, you know, you almost he's almost starting to become a super coach staple now. Mm. So he had a really good year last year, he's backed it up again this year, and Dan Christian's bound to retire at some point, which means he'll go into that Daniel Sam's role back six bowl four.
2: I and reckon that's
1: when you pick him. And he's gonna be a staple in the Supercoach sites for the next two to three years.
0: Yeah, I reckon if I didn't own Abbott or Kerr now, I would 100 percent prefer
1: Kerr. Yeah, agreed.
0: Um, number 10 on the list, it would wow, he's Darcy Shorts worth eighty-eight thousand. Um, you know, eighty-eight
1: thousand. He's got a break Fair even of seventy two. Oh, jeez. Okay. Nah, that's a buy next week for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, Shadab Khan, he becomes the lead spinner. Like, that is really good to hear. Actually, they could just drop... Um, oh, no, they got Paddy Dooley, don't yeah. they? Paddy yeah. Dooley would be the lead spinner. I forgot about him. No. Yeah. Paddy Dooley and Darcy Shaw. Yeah, put Darcy Short and Shadab Khan's role, essentially, with Zach Crawley coming in. But Zach, in, new English batsman in the big bash, he's just going to flop twice. So, you know, he'll be in pretty much at three still. So... Uh, yeah, no, I, I really do like Darcy short. Um, if, if, he you're can just... into,
0: if you're down into sixties, I reckon for next round, you know, he might be that third piece that you can take a punt on. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, all right. Um, let's go to the questions. I got a couple of questions in here. I haven't even cool. looked at it cause I only opened it up this morning. We'll see what we've got. Hey, eh? I'll ask you, um, get into these questions. Number 1, uh where can I find break evens without Supercoach Plus? Look it's hard. I would be following Honeyball BBL on whatever socials you go on. Eh? um Twitter, you know, and is a good one. You know, Facebook and Instagram. They usually put up the top break evens, highest break evens and low break evens. you get a, a you know a good idea of it. Or message me or Nathan directly and we'll give you whatever player you want to know. Gold's really worth it, I reckon. Um, You pay a smaller fee, don't you, than the old full subscription and yeah. you get all those features. I would get it.
1: What? Um... Yeah, no, I would too. Like, it's, uh, what is it? It's like $20 a year for the year or something yeah, like that. Or something. Yeah,
0: I think it's worth yeah. it. Um, What is your team looking like right now? You answer that.
1: All righty. So, uh, my keepers are now Josh Ingalls and Josh Philippi. So I've benched Philippi this week. Um, I've got batsmen of Matthew Short, Hayden Curd, Daniel Sams, Shadad Khan and Marcus Stoinis, um, and with a bench loop on Matthew Wade. Okay, And Cooper Connolly sitting there for bench loops as well. Um, then I've also got Jai Richardson, AJ Ty, Sean Abbott, Rashid Khan and Tom Rogers as my starting bowlers, with Nathan Ellis on the bench loop, and Lance Morris as my nuff there. Yeah. All right. I've
0: got Josh Inglis um in my keeper, and I've got Hanscom on the bench. I'd love to get mail on whether Hanscom's out. I can use him as Yeah. A, it
1: should be handy. I'll try and chase that up for you if I can find anything on it.
0: In my bat, I've got Kerr, Shadab Khan, Alex Hales, Josh Philippi and Stoinis on the bench. Loop, I've got Matty Wade, um, and my loop non-player is Josh Kahn um into the bowlers i've got matt short jai richardson dan sams sean abbott and nathan ellis on the bench i've got ashraf my new purchase um and cooper Connolly. um so i've got a loop and bat and bowl and it'd be great if i'd have one and keep And hands comes out as well um but that's how i, I look right now uh team wise um moving on to the next question uh, where do when do um Shadab, Faf and Hussain leave? We think it's one more round, but I swear I heard
1: and, Yeah, so Shadab and Faf, according to Honeyball, they're meant to leave their last games this round. Yeah. Um and then Hasane the round after.
0: Yep. Um is McSweeney a
1: must if I already have Josh Brown? No, definitely not. I think you can skip Mick McSweeney, especially if you own Josh Brown.
0: Yeah, one or the other, I reckon. I think it's just too risky to go both. Is Sam's a sell. I think we've answered that.
1: No, definitely not a sell. Do not sell him. No, not at
0: all. Which players are must haves? Um it's kind of tough, I think. Um must haves, I think if you're looking towards next round, I think it's almost feels like the number one trade this week should be Nathan Ellis. It feels like that to me. Or many way. Like
1: yeah. Uh, Matthew Wade or Nathan Ellis should be your top two trade ins.
0: Yeah. Um, any news on Ben McDermott and um, mm. selling jilks to him?
1: Yeah. So. To be back, isn't he this round? Matthew. Yeah. What's his name? Ben McDermott's supposed to be back. He does have like 130 break even. So I think you could skip it this week. Hold jilks for another round. And then next week you do jilks to McDermott and possibly you gain $30,000 out of them.
0: You know, I've just got this little feeling in my bones, like Ben McDermott will come out and bludgeon it to all parts.
1: I just have a feeling he's doing it soon. He's doing it soon. Um, it could be
0: just one of those moves that you do a week before everyone else, and it works out a treat. Um, yeah, I've got no idea what to do with trades this week. Yeah, a lot of us don't, mate. Um, no, I think look, if you go Ellis and Wade, I think you're building towards next week, yeah. and yeah, a lot of your moves might have to be centered around um weather. Um, best wicketkeeper for the next two or three weeks, um, is having Hales and McDermott too much of a risk. They are, uh, you know, rocks or diamonds, but hails is going to be going soon. So you'll only have one of them. Really?
1: Yeah, no, I think I agree. It is risky, but you know, you'll be all right. I think.
0: Yep. I mean, look this week, with the way that the games go, I'm going to have to loop in the early games and have hails as my person on the field. If my loop fails, it's not ideal because you love an early Thunder game and you can put Hales, like last week, I had the perfect opportunity to have him on the bench for a loop. Yeah. It's hard to rely on him um, on field. Um, Ashraf from the Canes. Is he a good buy with the double coming up and Shadow leaving?
1: I'll let you answer that one.
0: <laughs> well, I like it. Um, the price is nice. Um, look, all I will say is we it's his first game this week, so I'm having him on the bench as my loop. And we don't hundred percent know his role. Look, he's going to probably come in for the Nishim role. Um, I like it. I reckon. Yeah. He, he, to me, he looks like somebody that at the start of the year I always had a little side eye that he was coming into the tournament for their double. The price was good, and I was going to go. I'm just going to go a week early if 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 I can, um, because I can do it with the money and get rid of a bum like Swepson. So I like it as a purchase. Um, people asking nRL I'm doing a, a podcast with the whisperer today Sam um there we go uh,
1: sell Hussein um yeah look to answer that question I think I think he got a I think he got a it's it's a regret it's a tough sell but I think it's the right thing to do you know there's so much money in him and his output is starting to you know drift off a little bit as Batson's starting to figure him out and as i said before they the stars middle order is actually their strong point and so he went bold for to the top order much because they yeah. usually they're going with the new ball bowl bowlers a bit more now
0: yeah i just think he's worth a lot and and i can do those nice three trades i think it helps my squad look stronger if i sell him in the, i mean i'd love i'm going to have to sell shadab next week you know but i i can't afford it if i sell shadab this week and hold Sane. i'd probably prefer to hold same, i think to shadab yeah. um but you know i can't do it with the money um Russell and Lith to Brown and Ellis.
1: So to Russo to Lith.
0: And Rousseau, Brown
1: to no Ellis. no, Russell and Lith to Brown oh. and Ellis. Okay. Yeah, no, that's brilliant trades.
0: Yeah, I like brilliant those trades. trades. Yeah, I like those trades. Best V C and C options this week.
1: Um, I'm just going with the V C on that short and the San Jai Richardson. Gyars at Optus. Um and you've got a pretty simple, you know, uh, what's what's the right word? Pretty simple vice captain in that short, you know. He's always you got to have something with him always now.
0: Yeah, that's what where I'm leaning. Um, At Optus, a handful, um, and a safer pick. I know he was a little down last week, but out of the ones that were down, he was the least down um, of those big gun players. Um, <laughs> Nick, where does the bull, where do the Bulldogs finish this year? You have
1: them for getting in the eight. I think they will. I think they will. I mean, they've got they've got a really good team now. Uh, Matt Burton, Kikau, uh Josh Adokar and that new kid Paul Alamotti all on that one edge. I think that's gonna be one of the more potent edges in the comp that will
0: Yeah, I think so. that look I think they'll be in the dogfight. We saw last year the Broncos looked to shoe in and the Raiders jagged a spot. Um there is gonna be a bit of a traffic jam around that area, but I really like I mean, you look at the Tigers, for instance, they have recruited sensationally well. And yeah. they could be a surprise packet this year with Bateman and iPad. That's the best second row in the bloody league. Anyway, we're getting off the topic. We're doing a BBL yep. podcast. Um, is Sam's a bye as it looked like he was injured last game? Sorry. Was he
1: injured? He injured?
0: He, was he injured? Probably his pride, he I reckon. Something? Probably his, his
1: plot pride, I reckon. He didn't look injured yeah. to me. No, if he's injured, then we've missed something. And that's. Just, Yeah, Um, I don't think he's injured. (laughs) Um, But if we we do find out that he is, then yeah, definitely sell him.
0: Um, Well, who to trade out? We've already been talking about that sort of stuff. So all good. Let's go into lock him in. Who are you locking into your teams? Uh, You are going a non, nothing to do with doubles. Well, actually an up and coming double. I think getting tied now would be a nice little handy number for yep. that scorchers um, double. I like the move. Um,
1: your other moves were? Wade and Ellis. Pretty, yeah. pretty stock standard moves outside of Andrew Ty. Um, and even then, he in the top 10 traded in. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think I'm going to lock in Wade. I'm going to lock in Ty. I'm going to lock in Ellis. I think I, I like the team balance. I'm going to try and sell Rodgers before next round. Hopefully move him on to Riley Meredith or something like that. And then I've got that trade boost for round nine hmm. in which I am going to pepper up my side with test Stars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Me too. Um, look, I'm going to lock in uh, Maddie Wade and Ellis. I reckon they are. They, those are probably the tr- trades this week. Um, I'm going to have a little plan there if this game looks like it's going to be hit by a bloody hurricane because they say the weather's iffy. Um, but look. If it's go, I reckon those are my trades. Um, That's gonna set me up nicely for next round. Um, I'm gonna. Well, hang on.
2: Fading.
0: Anyone you're fading? Anyone I'm fading? I think you and I we're fading Brown and McSweeney. us personally. I think we'll go with that.
1: Yep. I feel like we've only seen one good game from them, and if it was early on in the season, I'd own both in a heartbeat. But it's just not that sort of nature. I feel like you've just about got enough money to start just trading in for points at this point. Yeah. You know, the last, um, if the last value lower, player.
0: Yeah. The last low value player I had who is playing was Swepson who's been losing money big, big time. But because of my trades yeah. this week, he's at Ashraf now who's worth a hundred. Um, so I feel like I've got rid of my real crap pieces now, you know, I just, um, these guys look pretty good to me. I just don't know where the cash generation is the go um, for us now. Yeah. Like you, you yeah, should have I decent agree. enough money.
1: No, I agree. I think it's time just to uh, move them on and, uh, you know, start looking at these test stars.
0: Yep. Um, I'm going to fade. If your plans were setting up for next round, um, it's tough because both the teams that you want are Hurricanes and Sixers. Um you know, and also with the Sixers and their rotation policy, I've not been keen to bring any more of those guys in. Um, But I would probably fade, particularly Sixers this week, with the dire weather um, report. And I would also think carefully, like we just said, about McSweeney and Brown, because there may not be a game
1: this week. Yeah. No, I think I wouldn't be trading him in. Um, just I'm willing to miss them because you never know. They could be like two for ten. You know the odds of it going well, as well as they did again, are pretty low.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: All right. Well, I mean that's the podcast. Good luck to everybody. Um, this week, Nathan, thanks for joining us as always.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting next couple of rounds with everything moving, with all the internationals moving out and the test stars moving in.
0: Yeah, it should be really good. Um, there'll be some gun gun players to bring in who coming back from the tests that are nice and relevant. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk to you again soon, eh? Yep.
1: See
2: you soon. Thanks, mate. It's oh, four. Chris Lynn has taken the wild thing and sent him possibly out of the roof. Look at the look on his face. He's just, well, that's
0: what I do. It was at 148. Um, and now on the speedometer. My days. Even the wild thing's going well. I can't do much about that.